Hi, Evan. Hi, Chelsea. Hey, welcome to TV with Friends. We are going to talk about episode four of season eight of Game of Thrones. Um, but before we do that, because all we ever talk about is Game of Thrones, I wanted us to kind of talk about some TV shows that are out right now. Spring time and going into summer is always one of my favorite times for TV. Um, it, there's just a lot of good stuff on right now. Um, and when I asked you this, you said you watch a lot of the Marvel, Netflix, and Avengers Endgame just came out. So how do you feel about um, all, Netflix just canceling all the Marvels? Do you think it's a good idea that will make better content in the future? Or do you think they could have stood alone and just did their own thing? It, it's a total ploy. It's a total ploy because Disney is pulling them because Disney owns Marvel. Mm-hmm. Disney's pulling them from Netflix because Disney is about to launch their own Ugh. standalone streaming service. Come November, Disney Plus yeah. is out. And they're doing their own TV shows. They're doing, they're streaming all of their movies. They're doing all of their own stuff. And what a better way to bring all of those properties back home, yeah. essentially, than to pull them from the platform that they had prior to it. And, you know, Daredevil was... Daredevil and Jessica Jones were probably the two best Marvel shows that were on Netflix. The first season in particular of Daredevil, um, introducing Vincent D'Onofrio as the the kingpin... Oh, yeah. ...was so insane. Mm -hmm. I was so shocked at how far they went with something he's talking to one of his cohorts and the cohort says something that he doesn't like and he just straight up smashes his head in a car door. Nice. And you just see, you <laughs> see the brain matter and the skull fragments drip from the bottom of the car. Oh wait, were they more and, violent than the Marvel? Were they violent and not? Oh yeah. Because there's no blood in Marvel but there's like so many people dying it's kind of strange. Total dark side of Marvel. Oh, okay. Total dark side. And they kind of took account of all of the stuff that went on in the movies. I have not seen Avengers Endgame, so if you have, don't say anything about it. I, I have not, but um, since I don't really care, I did ask one of my friends to spoil it for me. But hey, I didn't spoil I didn't. I knew what happened in the other one, too, and I didn't say shit because I don't. I have no right to be talking about Marvel movies. I just, I just don't want to. I just. I just purely don't want to know because I've yeah. avoided spoilers since, what, April 26th on Facebook? Like, I have to mm-hmm. scroll so fast on Facebook to find their stuff fans that I are, want to read. Their fans are pretty respectful about not spoiling things, too. Much more than Game they, of Thrones fans. They are, but there was, there was like, apparently some dude at the right before the Endgame came out who had gone to a screening of it and released, like, a bunch of footage of all of like the super spoilery part of the movie. Yeah. That's fucked And up. there was so much shit out there. They were just like, the internet is going to hunt, Disney is going to hunt this person down for sure. Yeah. And just like take him out like Hillary Clinton. Um, how do you feel about, <laughs> Hillary Clinton, how do you feel <laughs> about, um, that's our take on politics. How do you feel about, um, 
I, it's been a minute since I've seen the Watchmen movie, but it is HBO will release it as a series. Um, it's got Regina King, who's one of my favorite actresses, and some other really good actors in it. So I'm just like, I don't, I'm sold. I kind of think maybe now is a good time to give it to TV again, and not quite in the Netflix way, but like give it to a more like prestige network that has a bigger budget and can take it really far with actors who really want to sign on to something and become, you know, that person. Oh, yes. I mean, aside from Regina King, the only other actor that I can think of that's in it off the top of my head is uh, Jeremy Irons. Love him. Jeremy Irons has been around forever, played some amazing characters, actually played Alfred in... Which which Batman? What Batman version... Uh, oh, it was the one. It was the one with Ben Affleck. Uh, oh, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he was—he played Alfred, so it's awesome. Like, I'm actually—I'm more excited for the TV show to see what the, what HBO can do with it than I was for the movie because the movie—I watched it. I mean, mm-hmm. It was done years ago, mm-hmm. so to see a modern take on it, yeah, should be very interesting, actually. And I like in. I in comics and stuff, you know, the hero like Iron Man or Captain America, whatever. Um, I'm kind of like, cool, dude, go out and save the people. But I've always been fixated on the villains or the darker characters. Like, that's why I love X-Men. And, um, you know, just the not, not so perfect, shiny, clean superheroes. But Watchmen is a, uh, a Dark Horse comics. And Dark Horse used to be based yeah. actually here in Portland. And I've read a lot of the comics on Dark Horse. And that is so right up my alley. Just, you know, the the anti-hero or the, the scary villain who's going to get revenge and is incredibly smart. And, you know, the people and how they participate in that kind of comic world that just sounds like it's for me, so I'm really looking forward to that. I think it might be a good opportunity for people people with your kind of mindset on comic books and like mm-hmm. not necessarily being drawn to them. It might be an op- a good opportunity for you to like get a look at it. Like, well, look at Legion. Oh yeah, yeah. You love Legion. Legion's amazing. That's yeah. a comic book story. And it was on FX, That's which a is a more. Story prestige network and it had really good actors behind it and it was done by uh noah howley who did fargo for fx so it's got somebody behind it that i was just i was so on board for that it's so like legion is such a complicated complicated story Mm -hmm. that and and i believe in the comics legion is actually like one of the most powerful characters in the marvel universe right don't quote me on it because I I'm not that knowledgeable, but yeah. And I do believe his his father was Professor Xavier, who is the leader of X Men. Yeah, like his powers could end like, the world. He's a yeah. uh, he's an atom yeah. bomb, basically that we you, you have and to he, control, or he could just end time. <laughs> he absorbed other people's powers. Mm-hmm. He he would just take other people. Not take, I don't think he would take them away, but he would just. Like his his mental capacity or whatever would just manifest the power of the mutants that were around him. That's awesome. So yeah. it would be, and we're going into the third and final season of that show too. Mm-hmm. 
which is so it's a yeah. Everybody should be watching Legion, but be prepared to watch it a couple times because it is oh, complicated, <laughs> but worth it. Not three or four times, just to kind of figure out where the hell they're going. Yeah, and I mean, like having you know Noah Hawley, who is behind it. Um, I can't Dan Aubrey Plaza. Uh, Dan Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza was the one I was actually trying to, like... Dan Stevens? Dan Stevens, I believe he's the one that plays the... He's the lead. I think that's his name. He used to be in Downton Abbey. Um, yeah, and he, he played Beast in Beauty and the Beast, the live... Oh, that's right. <laughs> Either way, he's a great actor. See, he's very versatile. <laughs> so, um, but oh, yeah. yeah, so we were very... Are, like, go ahead. All those other people. Okay, no, 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 no. What are we going into? We are going into, because we could just be keep talking about supervillains forever. Um, But one thing I I wanted, I've been going through uh, watching this, and I've rewatched it. I think I'm on my my third rewatch, and there's only four episodes that have premiered so far. But I was telling you about um, Fosse Verdon, which is on FX, I believe on Thursday nights. And it's a uh, bio uh, bio series about Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon, who basically created some of the best musicals, plays, dancing styles. I'm not so much a musical gal, but I really do love dancing, and I love watching people dance, and I, I love the, the career uh, that a dancer has, and what they do with their body and what they do to their body is fascinating to me. Um, it's Sam Rockwell as Bob Fosse. He's so great. Uh, Heather Will- or Michelle Williams as uh, Gwen Verdon. Love her. I think she, I respect her as an actress so much because she only takes certain jobs and then just completely immerses herself. Like you don't even see Michelle Williams in her. It's, she's someone completely different. The dancing is amazing. The acting is amazing. Um, it takes place over the, I think it's the into the 60, 60s to the eighties, and it is just so amazing. And I, I, you know, was in drama class, and and my sister was a dancer and stuff. So all of these, you know, cabaret and all of these things, I'm like, oh my god, that's where that came from. This fucking this style of dance is all from the mind of this genius. But he's a womanizer and a drug addict, <laughs> and not very good to his wives. Still. I love I love shows about the creative process. It's fascinating. Well, I have to watch. I have to watch that. I did see, and that's Ryan Murphy too, isn't it? Is it? Well, I actually, I, it might, it might not be because I think the producers and the writers are female, and it's based. And one of the producers is Nicole Fossey, who is their daughter, who you know was I think ten years old or and up when all of this was happening in their lives. So she experienced a very rough childhood and it's based on a, a memoir that she wrote. So it's, yeah. Yeah. When it's, when it's from the mind of the kid recalling their parents, like I'm all about that. Well, yeah. Cause when you, when you make that correlation of, you know, your parents versus, Mm -hmm. And they're such big figures, you know, so it's like the children of celebrities. It's, it's so good, but I really hope everybody watches that. And yeah, we're just going to kind of chat about, you know, at the top, some, uh, some things that we're watching and 
you know, maybe our viewers will get into them with us. And if we choose to cover them in the, in the future, they'll be right on board. So it's going to be great, but we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a really big episode. (laughs) So we will be right back. We are back. That was a fun break. Now we have 30 minutes refreshed to talk about this episode because a lot happened at the end. So, fuck. Give us a good, solid, at least 25 minutes of the end of the episode. Yeah. To kind of revel Yeah. what Game of Thrones is actually capable of doing, which is shocking us mm-hmm. for a second mm-hmm. shock us for a second and make us really sad yeah like we've said before we yeah. care so much more about the animals in the show than we oh, care about people my god so before we get into what happens to the dragons and the last i'd say half hour um we'll take it to the top and uh, a lot of drinking going on this season i mean no judgments especially coming from us but God, I really wish you guys would do something besides drink and cheers each other. It, I, it took me, it took me a hot minute to get into this episode. It really did. I, at the beginning, I was just like, I don't care. I don't. What? Okay. Um, I think my biggest, uh, you know, it's hard because all this season, I felt like after the Battle of Winterfell, especially in these last two episodes, I feel like I've been criticizing this show a lot. And we are not doing that because we're not fans and we don't love it. We're doing that just because it's different than anything we've well, really be, seen before. Do you feel that way? We're, whole, we're wholeheartedly doing... We're oh, you said it. You said wholeheartedly. Are, I did. <laughs> okay, you're okay, going to stop well, saying wholeheartedly. I'm going to stop saying I will get on board with things. Refresh. Okay, going forward. Do you think we've been... So what's coming out of my mouth right now? But <laughs> so no, but literally these characters—they did deserve a celebratory feast. Mm-hmm. They did just defeat the army of the dead, which everyone knows my opinion of from last week's episode, mm-hmm. and still didn't love it. Still didn't love the fact that they spent they spent time on that celebratory feast. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, cool, let's all be happy and merry and great and grand. Good. And then, Wrap it up. <laughs> that, yeah, and then let's make Gendry the lord of a castle and we'll do this and we'll do that. And I'm actually really happy, happy about that because I'm hoping he'll just fuck right off and will not make another appearance in this season. <laughs> so I will cheers I to Lord Gendry. Just goes away. <laughs> yeah, just, just go away. Goes, just goes away. Go away. But I mean, again, he's another man in the army, and John needs him. So at the end of the day, he probably will show up again and mm-hmm. die, and mm-hmm. then Arya will be all sad and yada yada yada. And that was so, kind of a, a power flex from Danny, um, sitting with you know everybody should be so very proud of all their hard work and everything that they did to survive. But it is, it is a, a power flex of her going, "Remember, I'm the queen. I get to do that." So just. Yeah remember that. And I was getting tired of hearing her, you know, uh, 
say, oh, it has to be this way. It, you know, you need, she will respect me. Sansa will show me the respect I deserve. How did you feel about, because get it, when we get towards the end, we'll talk again how we feel about Danny after everything that happened. But how did you feel about that conversation with her and John? Where she, it, that is an ultimatum, if you've ever heard one. Oh, and you mentioned the last thing as being kind of a power play. Yeah. <laughs> that was a total, You're right. <laughs> total power. Well, and it wasn't even a power play. It was just a, an attempt at showing strength. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, this is what you need to do in order to continue to be on my side. Yes. You need to say nothing to no one. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way this is going to work. It's, she's right. And what did you do? Kind of. She, she was right, and he made he made the stupid fucking decision <laughs> to tell, and he didn't even tell them. I know. He didn't even tell them. Yeah. He made Brand tell them. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the biggest pussy move I've seen John Snow make in so, a long fucking time. Yeah. It, it, he again with his freaking decision making this season is just so out there. I, again, we were talking about this last night um, after we watched it. When Arya and, and Sansa, Bran, and Jon are, are in the forest and they're talking, that is a very unstark thing to do, to say, thank you so much for coming out here, but I will not be honoring our contract. I will not be, yeah. you know, giving you my soldiers or doing any of the things that Jon Snow said that we would do. Because if he, you know, if they want him to be their brother and be on their side and remember, you know, whose family he's technically in, that's just like, I don't think Ned or Kat or Rob would be very happy with them being like, you're being little hypocritical brats right now. I was sorry. I got very triggered by their hypocrisy. Well, yeah, because he's fighting for them. Yeah. And they don't seem to realize that. Mm-hmm. Like, they think that he's, he's so one one-sided at this point, like, just looking at, oh, Danny's my queen, so I'm gonna fight for Danny. No, he's not fighting for Danny. Yeah. Danny's actually fighting for them. He's fighting for the North. He's fighting for his family. Mm-hmm. But they're sitting there, like you said, being incredibly hypocritical and it's, one-sided. It's like, that's and not what... Like, they, you band together. You know, if someone... They have a tradition yeah. in the North. They have a tradition where... There is a contract, and this is kind of uh, something that we saw in the Red Wedding. Um, when they go, when Walder Frey accepts them into their home, she asks him for bread or food. Because in the books, uh, the way of the North is when you accept somebody into your home, you're saying, I am offering you food, and this is a like a contract. This is a mutual agreement that you will not harm me. And you, and you know, you are my guest and I will not do anything to you while you're in my home. They have, you know, they have things like that and traditions and, you know, these ideas and stuff because they're Northerners. Where is all of that? Who are these people? They're, they don't seem like, you know, they're really representing the North the way it should be. No. And they're, they are taking completely different stances for one another. So. It doesn't work out. Like. Yes. So. Now, okay, so now, what else happened? Tormund got his heart broken. Jamie and Brienne did it. The the drinking game has always been the the stupidest, like, things that Tyrion does, I think, is try to get people drunk and try to get them to talk. I've never been a fan of those scenes. He does it all the time. 
Um, I, it, it was very weird. The, the love scene between Jamie and Brienne, I mean, I guess losing your virginity is awkward, but was just so like, are you guys really going to go there? Like, okay, okay, all right, there, there you go, okay. I was kind of glad that, like, okay, so Brienne accomplished becoming a knight in the last mm-hmm. episode, or two episodes ago. Now she accomplished getting laid. Cool. So, I mean, she's the biggest winner. Like, she's coming out on top. Like, yeah, until then, she gets dumped, and he goes, oh, I, yeah. I'm going, I'm actually still in love with my sister, and uh, I yeah, don't know why I thought I was such point. a nice guy, but I'm not anymore. Goodbye. It was, I thought he was bluffing. That's such bullshit. Could you, you saw the look on his face, like, he was so devastated by leaving, mm-hmm. and even the idea of going back to Cersei, he looked like he was devastated. Yeah. He was, like, holding back tears, his eyes were so wide that he was, yeah. like, he almost, he almost didn't look like he knew what he was doing. It's, maybe but the character, Jamie has for always... For a different reason. Yeah, yeah, Jamie has always been... Someone that we, you know, he doesn't know who he is because he has been named things. He's had his identity chosen for himself. He's the Kingslayer. He's the Golden Lion. He's the most handsome Lannister. Um, he's in the Kingsguard. So he doesn't really have any, t- any like, ownership over anything. And he fucks his sister. It's a weird... I d- and he was used to be so narcissistic and cruel. I don't think even Jamie quite knows who he is. And maybe he'll find out when he gets back to King's Landing. Well, the that scene also took place after the confrontation between him, Tyrion, and Bronn. Yes. Like, him coming to the realization that his sister's willing to fucking kill him, mm-hmm. hire someone mm-hmm. to kill him, hire his one of his best friends kill him and I think he's I think I think we're heading towards that that grand scheme of things that everyone's talked about since the end of last season he's going back to try to kill Cersei really who okay, better okay. to get close enough okay. yeah who better to get close enough to Cersei than yeah him? yeah I hope so Tyrion's I not gonna do it. I, I really hope so um going forward uh let's talk about now let's talk about Cersei because she is letting everybody into King's Landing, even the people that she's hated in, you know, from she's letting everybody in so that they will be safe, telling them that, you know, the Mad Queen is coming for them. Uh, she's, she has all the, the, what are they called? Scorpions? Um, I was going to say catapults. The little birds? No, the, um, the things that, that they killed the dragon with. Yeah, I think they're called scorpions. Um, oh, scorpions. Yeah. yeah. She has, like, King's Landing outfitted in such a way and so much protection around her. And then she's, you know, Euron's really into her. He's fallen fast. Like, it is it is insane. And he thinks, and she tells him, this baby's yours. That's probably a lie. It's a lie. Um, oh, it's totally a lie. I also want to think, is there even a baby? Like, how old is Cersei? Is there even a baby? Is it really that easy? Like, you and Jamie have, I mean, how come you didn't get pregnant, like, right after Tommen was born or something? I don't know. And the prophecy from the witch of her only having a certain number of children just makes me doubt her, but I'm probably wrong. 
Um, I mean, she's a big game player. She's a, she's a fucking queen on the chessboard. Yeah. So, yeah. God knows what she's up to. And knowing that Daenerys would go back to Dragonstone after the battle was over, uh, not great, because Daenerys was flying, and then they shot the dragon. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> no! 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 And it comes, like, it comes oh. right on the heels of the scene where John, somebody asked John, like, well, why aren't you flying the dragon over there? And he's like, oh, well, Rhaegal has to recover still. Yeah. And so, like, they're just storming together. It's like a majestic shot. Oh, and then man. all of a sudden, the arrows just start flying, and then it's the wing, and it's the side, and then it's the throat. Oh, right through. And, and so, so much blood, and then just right in the water. It's not like before yeah. when uh, Drogon was about to, um, when he got like his wings clipped and he's been, you know, hit before. And, you know, you kind of think they're going down. It's not quite the same way of the ice dragon. This was fast and bloody. And yeah. and it, it was so sad. And I think when I was, I was watching it was Zach, who is a very big dragon fan not just game of thrones but he really likes dragons and i didn't really watch a lot of dragon stuff until game of thrones but he's telling me about this movie and you probably remember this because you're the same age but um do you remember a movie called Dragonheart and the dragons talk oh yeah yeah dennis quaid was in that movie and like sean connery the voice of the dragon yeah and he said his dad took him to see that and like dragons really like meant something <laughs> to him. So I think I might have glanced away for a second when that was happening. I was probably like reaching for my drink or being like, where's Gil? But he got out of the bed and stood up and shouted. And I was just like, whoa, holy fuck. And then I look back at the TV and it was, it was so bad. Oh God, it was so bad. No, those was, that was first most heart-wrenching part of the episode, the second most heart-wrenching of the episode was um, John's, like, non-existent oh, no. goodbye to ghosts. Fuck. Fuck John. Like, he he fucked up in my ghost. book. He, he was just like, peace out, dog. Yeah. Thanks for fighting my war. And I'm sure they're alluding... I'm sure they're alluding to something that... Maybe the dog will come in handy in the next two episodes, and that's not the last that we see of Ghost. We're calling him a dog. He's a wolf. <laughs> but we see yeah. him as dogs. Um, but, you know, still, it, I mean, remember, do you remember the scene when John gets gets brought back to life and Ghost is, like, wakes up because she notices? You know, like, that is, that, that stuff, just the dire wolves, they all get killed so fast, and this is like the most amount of time that we've spent with any of the dire wolves. Fuck you, John. I'm not, I'm not on your yeah. side anymore. How about that? No. I hope you lose. No, I'm totally on Madeline and Daenerys side. Yes. She's going to kill you anyways. So yes. Um, whatever. Did you think, how were you feeling when you saw Missandei up there? Cause um, she was taken, uh, she was taken prisoner. <laughs> And Grey Worm and Daenerys and uh, Tyrion are standing there. And he, after Tyrion, I thought he was going to die. I didn't think that anything was going to happen to Missandei. Actually, I was like, oh, so she's just going to take him out right now. I thought so too. Like, it was so, it was set up so perfectly for yes. Tyrion to go down. And then 
when it didn't happen and you just had them lower their bows, mm-hmm. it just became very, again, fuck, I hate, to do, I hate to be this person, but again, it was anticlimactic. It was so obvious what was going to yeah. happen. Yeah. And you saw her standing there next to Cersei, who's very capable of killing her, mm-hmm. in front of the mountain, who's extremely obviously yeah. capable of killing her. And when Cersei asked her if she had one last word, and she said, Dracarys. Yeah. If I was that writer, I would have just written, Masande throws herself off the wall. Yeah. And just jumps. Yeah, or say because, something like, long live the queen, or, you know, Khaleesi, or, yeah. you know, do her titles, titles, titles. Like, give, you know, say, I am for Queen Daenerys, Breaker of Chains, Stormborn, blah, blah. Like, she should have done that. Because that's the Masandai yeah. we know. That's the person we know. Or she could have said, I love you to Grey Worm. Do like a Walking Dead when Glenn is about to die and he says, I love you to Maggie. That's her name in the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, Sorry like, about that. Oh. Here we go. We're back. Sorry about that. Anywho, we were All picking right. up from the last words that Masandai said. And... Um, <laughs> Drakkar, which were Drakkaris. Um, I, yes, I, I feel bad that it is Masandai, but that was a very good thing. This is what Game of Thrones does, is it kills people in front of the people who love them the most, right? Ned's beheading. Yeah. That is Ned's beheading right there. And every all of his, or not all of his children, but two of his children were watching. A lot of people saw it you know, her boyfriend and her queen that she, you know, probably thinks of as like a big sister, like, you know, the most amazing woman who's ever been in her life are watching her. And that, that maybe the, these last 25 minutes or whatever were so good because I felt like I was watching game of Thrones again. I didn't feel, I didn't know what show I was watching before, but those last few minutes or those, sorry, the last 30 minutes, I can't talk. I felt like I was, finally watching the show that I love. But was it, it was nowhere, nowhere close to as affecting as the beheading of Ned Stark. No, I was like, just saying it's a call, it's a callback to what this show does best, which okay. is murder you in front of the people that you love. That makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. But I'm, I'm just, I have to stick with, with what I just said. Like it's, it was nowhere near affecting. It was, yeah, I would have, as much as I would, I'd hate to see it happen. I would have much rather had her just release the arrows. Yeah, me too. Kill Tyrion. And I, Tyrion's my. I was doing top three with Jacob of who we don't want to die, and Tyrion is my number one. But I found myself preparing myself to let him, to watch him die because I just that's, knew that it would be for the best for the show. It would be a we were, powerful moment. That's where we were in episode three. Was like. We, after episode two, we were preparing ourselves mm-hmm. to watch characters that we love die. And then they don't. But then, <laughs> then they don't. And then this episode, like, it was, it was, a, this episode, I, I don't know, oh God, I'm, I'm, I feel so bad for not liking these episodes because I've loved I this show for so long. Yeah. And I hate, I hate to criticize. Yeah. Because, I mean, God knows I'll never write it an amazing TV show like Game of Thrones, but... And it's not to say, like, 
we're ungrateful for all of this. It's I, I think that, yeah, that's like going back to what I was asking you. I was like, do you, do you think you're criticizing the show? Are, are we talking shit or are we just pointing out the differences between this season, maybe seven and then the rest? I just think we're being the critical audience members that they actually enjoy having watching their show. Yeah. (laughs) No, we're not, we're not talking shit. We're not, we're just just being critical. That's true. That's all. That's what we We are. We deserve that. After, after 10 years of being dedicated to a TV show like this, we deserve to be critical. Yeah, we do. We We watched it from the beginning, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. From day one. I mean, I remember watching the first episode. I remember watching the first nine, eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Getting to episode nine. Episode nine hit. Ned Stark's head got cut off. God and damn. the hook was, like, yeah. literally in my mouth. I was mm-hmm. just like, all right, fuck. I can't not watch yeah, anymore. Yeah, for the rest of its time. Yeah. show anymore. Yeah. I agree. It's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, I... I have, you and I, we watch so much TV and that is why we have this podcast. And I watch a lot of uh, prestige kind of TV, not because I'm an asshole. It's just, I really love good writing and good acting. And, um, you know, I, I don't even think Game of Thrones is in my top seven of favorite TV shows, but it's the first fantasy show that I ever got into. And it's been a really cool experience and very like eye-opening. And now it makes me watch movies that I would never have watched before and be able to understand when people are explaining Lord of the Rings or comic books to me. It's helped me a lot. And I think we are, yes, we are very critical and this season is, is definitely different. And I do feel like an ass, like in the beginning, I was just like wanting to talk shit, but then not wanting to ruin it for Zach or, you know, anybody. I, I'm very apprehensive. Usually when I start talking to someone like at work or something, and they'll be like, did you see Game of Thrones? I'm like, you tell me what you thought first. Cause I just want to tell you what I didn't like. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's actually come off of the heels of the last episode. Like I'm yeah. just being a little overly critical, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I will, I will pinpoint myself being heavily, overly critical I'm that bitch yeah that's me that's me it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen but we've also grown up with a lot of the most amazing TV shows have honestly come out of HBO Mm -hmm. HBO has done some made some of the most amazing shows ever yeah and when they decided to touch even kind of touch like the person, like a person looking away that's touching something that's so gross to them that they can't even look at it. Mm-hmm. Fantasy. Yeah. I looked at it as like, how the fuck are they going to pull this off? Mm-hmm. We've watched them go through Rome. We've watched them do Six Feet Under. We've watched them do Deadwood. Yeah. We've watched them do Carnival. Oz. Yeah. Carnival. Yeah. Like they've gone through so many different things. And for people and particularly people like us to get as excited as we've become over the last 10 years about this show. Mm-hmm. Like, that means we did something right. And they did, that's right, yeah. That's that's why we're being so critical about this season. Like, it's our last hurrah. Hey, and they we didn't like the last that. season of Lost, and that's still our favorite TV show and the hallmark of our entire friendship. Mm-hmm. 
We didn't like but, that last season, but whatever. It's okay. We still love the show. Yeah, we still love the show. And we will do the same thing when Game of Thrones is over. We will go back, watch it again, love it, speak fondly of it for the rest of our lives. But since we're on a fucking podcast that is choosing to do every episode, we're just being a little yep. critical. But once we got to the end after uh, Masandai fell from the whatever, and the look on Danny's face, the music, uh, that got me right back to where I needed to be to just get super pumped. And then in the last 24 hours, as, as I've digested this show, um, and like I watched it, I watched the last 30 minutes again last night. I'm, I'm get, I think we're getting back to something here. And I think even if it's not perfect, these next two are going to be very entertaining. And it's they better be. because she herself has built up episode five as being yes the big episode. Yeah. But I, did you notice how many close-ups of Danny's face, mm-hmm. angry Danny's face, yeah. they had yes. in last night's episode? Did you notice the color of her eyes? No. What? How incredibly green they are. Interesting. Very, very green eyes. Uh, and what's the last color? Arya better not kill her. Uh, brown Arya. eye, brown eyes, green, brown eyes, green eyes, blue eyes. Yep. Are you saying yep. that the green eyes aren't Cersei's? They're uh, Danny's, really? Yep. Yeah, because what if she threatens John? What if she tries to kill John? Arya's there. That could. Or, you're right. Yeah, I could. See, the way that we're going now, I can still see that. And I think the prophecy that um, what Bran sees as the Three-Eyed Raven, what Danny saw in the House of the Undying, was the the burnt-up Red Keep and the throne room. And we, yeah. we used to think it was snow, but now it's like Silent Hill. It's ash and fire and smoke. And yeah. I am all for Mad Queen just going off i'm down i am fucking down because she is alone in the world and she's tried to do the queenly thing she stayed in a place to rule she has worked really really hard and even if she doesn't is it's not really hers it's john's she wants it more than him so she's the only person besides cersei who wants it so bad so i want to see the two of them just go off on each other i'm oh i'm getting what did she think that this battle meant? Did she really mean, think that it meant, like, oh, she can fly over there with her dragons and she can take it, no problem? Mm-hmm. Or do you not realize the fact that there's going to be a lot of fucking fighting involved and there's going to be a lot of fucking people dying around her? There's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of people saying, like, no, don't want to listen to you. You're not my queen. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Like, she obviously thought that, she, that it meant that she could just go over there, show up, her three dragons at the time and be like, oh yeah, I'm the new queen. Cool. This is my castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she yeah, had to, yeah. Look at me. She had to prove again and again she had to go back to Marine to rule. Then she got taken to the Dosh Kaleen and she had to burn herself again just to prove her point. I am the unburnt. Fucking follow me now. And that's how she got the Dothraki and how she acquired the Unsullied. She's doing all of those things very well and there that entitlement is real you know for her um 
I just think the the a, a Targaryen alone in the world, she has lost everyone. I'm kind of down for her just going crazy. She, uh, but we have one Mad Queen at this point. Like that's the thing that I'm worried about. Like, okay, so they're gonna inundate us with the Mad Queen thing. Cersei's fucking nuts. Like crazy as a fucking bowl of nuts. Mm-hmm. She's but yeah, still sane and knows what she's doing. Yes, Danny is so focused on this one singular thing, which is a throne made of melted together swords that she's not putting two and two together and she's not like, okay, I have to do specific things to rule and I have to do specific things to be a ruler. Yes. And she's just looking at it so one-sided. Yes. So They're both back to our conversation yeah. about episode one, like her and her bend-the-knee thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, dude. Like, I know you should realize that's not what it's about. It's fight than that. Yeah. And I you think win the battle, yeah. you haven't won the war. I wonder if like the the next like the next episode needs to be like the two queens or something where I need to see the two of them face off. I need to see what Daenerys does cuz she's so pissed off. Um that in the preview when you see Euron looking at the sky, it looks like she's trying to mimic that cloud cover that they had in uh the Battle of Winterfell. So that she can fly like above the haze and they can't see her, and then she can just come down and light his ass up. That would be great. See, he looked, he looked scared. Good. In the, in the I hope he dies. Like, he looked terrified. <laughs> and somebody that I was talking to tonight, I was talking to my coworker Michael, and he was like, he was like, why doesn't she just come down like straight from the top? Because those things don't look like they can angle straight up. Yeah. They can angle like upward yeah that's true but at an angle they can't just face straight up <gasps> and i was like that's a really good point yeah so she just good job, dies Michael. down because she's fucked if she just tries to like swoop in especially on this on the walls of king's landing now they have all of them posted up there mm-hmm. yeah if she wants to, to fly a dragon again and, and burn stuff down if they're not going to make them goddamn dragon armor how cute would that be um then she's going to need to figure out a different way to fly him and something different to do with him. Um, I wholeheartedly think that's it. Oh, I can't even get it. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I really think that's going to, that's a possibility for mm-hmm. this next episode. I really think it's a very good possibility that she somehow finds some way to get her, get Dragon some armor. Yeah. And she just rolls in and she's like, all right, cool. I've got one left. I'm going to take <laughs> out the biggest as many one. motherfuckers as I possibly can. <laughs> he's the best dragon I have. He's the smartest. He's the biggest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he, she's going to use him. Um, but you know what? To wrap it up, all of our wrap, let's wrap up all of our criticizing. Um, I'm excited again. And I think we should go in with an open mind next week and trust that these guys know what they're doing and that they're going to give us back our Game of Thrones that like we had before. I think so too. I yeah, think, yep. fingers crossed. Keep it open, open hearts, oh, clear eyes, can't lose. I know we're both are like trying not to cough and sneeze with our allergies. Anywho, Evan, I will talk to you next week, and it's just one of the biggest episodes. We only have two left. We're gonna wrap this up really well. It's gonna be great. Yes, we will. All right, be amazing. I- talk to you soon. Bye. All right, love you. Bye. Sweet.